You are listening to On Air with JT. Pop culture, news, rants, interviews, serious discussions that the mainstream media won't talk about, and so much more. This is On Air with JT. If you are a business owner, brand, company, or anyone selling a product, and you want to advertise on this podcast, email the show directly at onairwithjt at gmail.com. We are offering extremely low rates for a limited time. Once again, email the show at onairwithjt at gmail.com. Caution, you are listening to On Air with JT, a fully uncensored, raw, and unfiltered show. JT doesn't give a fuck. You are listening to On Air with JT. How's it going, everybody? You are listening or watching a brand new episode of On Air with JT. And of course, my name is Justin Thomas, but you can call me JT. And of course, we have our co-host, Madeline Haley Marquez. How's it going? What's up, everyone? Did I say it right this time? Yes, you did. <laughs> I mean, either way, Maddie, Madeline, my friends, you know, close people call me Maddie. But, uh, you know, I'm happy to be here. Uh, got a lot of cool things to talk about today. Hell yeah, lazy eye. <laughs> Yo, stop it. <laughs> oh, man, I can't even. What is it? Jay Money? Uh, Jay do- Dog. Jay oh, Money. J-Dog. I hate that. J- I fucking hate that. <laughs> Don't call me Jay Dog. So, Jay Dog. <laughs> uh, I forgot, like, People also call me like, uh, like Judd or Juh. Like I don't like that either. Like Judd. Yeah, like uh, just call me J, JT, or Justin. J Dog. That's what I'm gonna go with from now on. Oh, please don't. <laughs> nah. Oh man. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and of course, uh, before we start the show, I just want to say, you know, if you are a business owner, a brand, a company, someone with a product or a service, and you are interested in advertising and promoting it on this podcast and my social media platforms, email me at onairwithjt at gmail.com. Once again, onairwithjt at gmail.com. And of course, you can listen to this show exclusively on all major streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, so many more different platforms. Just go to onairwithjt.com. You can watch the show on YouTube. Just type in onairwithjt. Uh, if you have an account, I would greatly appreciate it if you could please subscribe and make sure you hit that that ring bell, that notification bell. So every time I upload new content, you don't miss it. Um, like I said before, you know, a lot of a lot of people that listen to the show listen on the Apple Podcast app on their iPhone. And if you are our listener and you support the show if you could do me one favor i would really appreciate it all you have to do is go to that app type in on air with jt click on the show scroll all the way down and you're going to see an option to rate the show uh, it's like one out of five stars you can rate it whatever you'd like i'm not asking you to rate it a five if you don't think it's a five you know just give me an honest rating and if you have something to say in the comment you can positive negative doesn't matter i would greatly appreciate it and of course you know you can Follow me on Instagram at Justin Thomas Insta. That's J U S T I N T H O M A S I N S T A. You can follow the show at On Air with JT. My Twitter is On Air with JT. Facebook, Justin Thomas. YouTube, On Air with JT. 
Snapchat, Justin Thomas SC, and TikTok, Justin Thomas TikTok. But I know that's a lot. So you can just go to onairwithjt.com and everything is there. Maddie, where can people follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Facebook, uh, Madeline Haley Marquez, M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y, Marquez, M-A-R-Q-U-E-Z. On Instagram, it's Madeline with two N's, so M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-N underscore Haley, H-A-L-E-Y. And I am Lazy Eye on TikTok and Lazy Eye 16 on YouTube. Um, yeah, check me out. Do some reels and shorts uh, with me and my family. Um which would consist of my daughter, Mila Daisy Chin, and David Chin. Shout out to Chinny Murder. Chinny Murder. <laughs> he Kanye finally East. changed. He did? He did? He, <laughs> he, cha- finally... he changed his Instagram handle? Yes, but oh. I don't know if you're going to like it much oh, better. Oh, no. I don't. No. I don't know. Hold up. It's hold like, up. Hold it's up. Like... Now, now I got to see this shit. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I can tell you. No, please don't. I have to see this for myself. <laughs> you just have to see it. Like... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you won't oh think it's that Oh, my God. No. <laughs> David. I, I, you should have just kept the fucking unruly thing at this point. Jeez. I what? said, I just said, it, all it, it, no, I just can't. I can't even. I don't have words. I don't have words. <laughs> oh, my God. David. It's like, uh... I don't know. He just loves cars. Like yeah, he just loves them. <laughs> I mean, I I do too. I I love cars, but not to that degree. Like he like David like knows like like you everything, know, you know, every like, little thing. Yeah, like I I just appreciate like nice cars, and I don't like right. and and I'm I'm gonna be like you know once I become very successful, I'm gonna be one of those assholes that has like forty cars, yeah. but like that that's just me personally, and that, and. I don't like want to have like a Rolls Royce or Ferrari, whatever. Like I'm not do, I I don't want that to like, I'm not trying to do that to impress people. You know, it's because I actually just like the cars. I like that, you know, whatever car. And like, I just, I I don't know. I just like, I don't know. I like it. I like renting cars sometimes, you know, um, it's cool. You know, I, I, I like renting cars and some people like, so, well, you know, if you can't buy it, if you can't afford to buy it, then why rent it? Well, for me personally, you know, it, it motivates me. So, you know, right. I, I've, you know, rented really nice cars. So even though I have it for the day, you know, it really, it motivates me. So like, you know, I, I have it for the day I drive around, I, you know, it's a, it's a great day and it just makes me want to work even harder, harder so I can get to that point where, you know, I can even have a better car than that. Um, it's just something for me, you know, I, I do occasionally, you know, for motivational purposes for myself. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. That's, that's just me. But David knows everything about cars, like to, 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 to like a fucking T, like, you know, it's crazy. I'm not like into it like that, but, uh, you know, I, I know what like, a car, you know, different car models and all that kind of stuff. But he knows, you know, the, the specs and shit to cars. And I, I ain't with all that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know all that shit. He's tried to teach me some some things. Uh, it's you like, know it's like teaching a fucking are. foreign I, language to somebody. <laughs> I, I just, I, you know, I just, I make reels a lot about cars and um, car guys. And it's just jokes. It's all fun. Like, I really, you can't believe, you know, everything that, that people post. You know, it, some of it's for you know, clout, some of it's not, some of it's like realistic, but a lot of the times I'm just trying to relate 
to somebody because I know that they're going through the same situation. But regardless of that, I'm talking about a car. I post a lot of stuff about cars, but I don't really like cars. Like, I really don't even, I just don't even care. Like, I I think that if I was going to get, like, my dream car. What is your um, dream car? It's so fucking basic. Uh, like, Please I, don't disappoint me. No, I probably will then. I don't know. Um, <laughs> what? I what's that car that has i'm gonna sound so fucking stupid right now what's that car that has the stars on the ceiling uh, rolls royce yeah that's what i would that's want. not it's a like, fucking basic car it's a 354 i mean i feel like car. i feel like everybody i don't know i didn't even know that it's a rolls royce like yeah, i that's, that's how much that's, I, I definitely want a couple of different rolls royces but you know yeah. i would have said that's like a maybach i don't see i don't well, even the, know the, oh, like, the maybach has um i, I I'm, I'm pretty sure that, one of the models of the Maybach, you can customize it to have the stars, but the the Rolls Royce has the stars on on, on the. That's on what the, started the it. Yeah. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I like, and just because it's dope looking, oh, like I could just imagine so like nice. smoking a blunt in the back and just looking up. So and being I would be like, scared. Okay. I would be scared to fucking smoke a blunt in the back of that car if I get ash nah. on that shit. You know, a fucking four hundred thousand dollar car. That's a fucking house. If it's in my the shit, if it's my shit, I'm smoking in it. <laughs> if it, I, shit. Well, I, I mean, I guess how... I guess if you can afford to buy a Rolls Royce, you exactly, can afford to, yeah. you know, go to the the, uh, you know, detail shop. Now, if it shop. was rented, I I wouldn't oh, yeah. be able to do that, obviously. But I mean, unless there's somebody that I know that's like cool as shit and fucking has a lot of money that you can smoke in the back of their Maybach. But oh yeah, the shit. Rolls Royce is like the ultimate boss car. You pull up in a Rolls yeah. Royce, like. All right. All right. Like, I, they I, made I, it. And like for me personally, you know, it, it's funny. Like when I see like a really nice car, because I, I live in Boston. So I, I, I the, you know, Boston is a very um, affluent city and, and state. It's a very wealthy state. So I, I see all the time, you know, very exotic, you know, cars, like really, really expensive, nice cars all the time, constantly. So, you know, Sometimes I'll 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 be driving and then I'll just turn into like a fucking six year old and be like oh shit I'll, I'll turn into like a little kid like <laughs> it's it's pathetic it's really pathetic oh, but it's man. like I don't know I just I just love it and I, I get sometimes I'll even like if I really if I'm really impressed with the car like I'll and I and I see someone at the if we're at like a red light I'll roll down the window and just give him like a nod or like a thumbs up like you the man dude. <laughs> You know, it's funny, like, uh, I, I don't know, like, David does that all the time, but I've started to, like, do that now because of being with a car guy, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like another topic that, you know, relates to cars is, like, bad drivers. Like, my brother was telling me a story the other day, like, he used to have really, really, really bad road rage, but now he says that in Philly, when people piss him off or if somebody cuts him off you and they look at you can, him, you can get shot. You don't know who's not only that, but he's he's like I said, he's like a comedian. But now he told me that now when he looks at people, instead of flipping them off, he gives them a thumbs down. Like just looks them straight in the eye and sums down them. You know, like, my... how could you feel if someone did that? To you, you know what like... my you know what my grandfather does when when, when he gets irritated and he's done this his whole life. So my, at least my whole life I've witnessed this. Like, and it makes no sense because because so he'll, he'll he'll like do like a double beep like after the person <laughs> drives away. I'm like Papa, like my like don't don't do that if you're gonna if you want to beep at them you have to 
hold down the fucking horn. Don't double beep. That, like, double beep is like saying hi. Like, <laughs> there's no aggression there. You need to, you need to really put your fucking hand on that that fucking. <laughs> you got a horn, and oh you really got go to gotta go to town. Like, <laughs> Boston's <laughs> Boston's crazy. I mean, you've never um, been to Boston. Yeah. The, well, you've been to the airport, really. but like you've never like yeah. really checked out the city. And you know, Boston is known in Massachusetts, New England in general, but especially Boston and Massachusetts. It's known for you know. We're, we're not really bad drivers. We're just very, very aggressive drivers. It's kind of like New York a little bit. Like, you know, it's just like, you know, and, and it, it's crazy because you kind of have to be, though. you know, it's, yeah, exactly. And, and like, you know, driving in Boston and growing up in Boston, I mean, obviously I didn't get my license in Massachusetts because I was in I was going to you know, high school in Florida. So I got my license in Florida. But, you know, once I moved back to Boston when I was 18 and obviously started driving, you know, um, you know, it's it, it's crazy, you know, and I, I actually like it because I don't, I don't know. It, it's just I mean, it's something I feel, I feel like it, it's a Boston thing. It's a Massachusetts. It's a Massachusetts thing. So like when people, you know, come from different cities and states, at, you know, as tourists, that they're always shocked. Like I, I know someone that I used to work with at a restaurant in, in Palm Coast, Florida, and she and her, I believe her fiance and, and kid, they went to they went to check out Boston her for her first time, and um, they went to like Salem, Massachusetts. You know the, the whole you know I don't know about you know Salem with the witch hunt and all that shit. Um, but yeah, they I, I commented and I I said. Um, what do you think? I said, uh, I jokingly, I said, um, how do you feel about, I said, do you like our, Bo do you like the way, uh, Boston drivers drive question mark? And she was like, LMAO, hell no. <laughs> cause she, she, cause she like grew up in, in like Florida. So like, and around like that area. So like to see, you know, it's that much of a difference. Like it's really crazy, but um, I mean, they don't have anywhere to go around here. Like they're just like, blah, 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 this is, it's just, um, um, you know, it's just horrible. It's really bad. And then the half of the drivers shouldn't even have a license yeah, anymore. I believe, I honestly believe once you get to a certain age that every, whatever, a couple of years, you need to go back to the DMV or RMV, whatever the fuck they call it in your state. And you need to reevaluate, you know, do the test again, eyesight, all that shit. Because I mean, come on. I, I mean, let's be honest. We, the, there's fucking 95 year olds driving that should not be driving. So that's an issue. I honestly believe that once you hit a certain age, that age, I don't know, you know, we would have to, some, someone needs to figure that out, but there should be, it should come to a point where once you turn a certain age, every, whatever, you know, couple years you get, you have to get, you have to do the test again because, you know, it's very scary on the amount of, you know, fatalities, especially in, in Florida, um, it's just by older people, unfortunately. And it's crazy, you know, cause I, I was just, you know, in back in, you know, where I went to high school for over the holidays and there, there's now like a rotary, um, in, in near where my grandparents live and rotaries aren't really that big in Florida. So like a lot of people, right. people don't know what a rotary is. And yeah. We call it a jug handle. That's what we call it. I mean, in, in the Jersey? roundabout, oh, yeah, round, like roundabout, like a, roundabout. Yeah, but the jug handle. In, in, yeah, in, in Boston, that's that's what we call it. But uh, yeah. Massachusetts, New England, Rotary. But like people don't know what, like how to I navigate that. And like I, 
if if I was a shitty driver, I honestly would have gotten into like three accidents because like people really don't know what how to actually do it. So it it's a, a little alarming. Yeah, I I don't drive anymore because of medication that I'm on, and um, also like I have really bad anxiety. So I could go from like driving and then be in the middle of the highway and like blackout because. I am just freaking out because of all the cars around me. And, you know, like I got in a really bad accident, um, like maybe a year after I got my driver's license. And ever since then, I really like I hated driving. I, I really don't like it. Um, I like cars and like I'm going to probably be like, you know, like Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. They don't drive. They they, they, they never drove. Chauffeur- they got chauffeurs. No, 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 no. I'm saying oh, oh, like some of them when... do it on purpose. Yeah, well, because yeah. No, she, she they're from New York, so there was really no reason oh, yeah, for true. her. Yeah. You know, she was in the hood, and then you know, she, after she got out of the hood, she became famous. So like, what's, you know, she doesn't need to now, but like that's that's what I want. Was she like... a stripper in New York, or did she move to like Atlanta or something? And and was a stripper um, there? I'm know? pretty sure. I'm pretty sure she was. She. Um, I'm not even I'm not even sure. I, I didn't never heard of no. She was she was stripping in uh Angels strip club in Queens. Yeah, oh, okay. she was two, 2018. Um It's crazy. You know, thinking like talking about strip clubs like and this no, is no, the, no, this, no. this is the honest truth. Like me personally, I don't find it appealing. Me personally. Now, if Strippers? you if, if if someone likes to go to a strip club and that makes you happy, Go for it, dude. Or go for it, you know, whoever. Like, go for it. But for me personally, I've only been to a strip club, like, twice in my life. And, 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 and it I... was both when I was, like, uh, you know, 18 or 21. Like, it, I, I've never been to a strip club ever since. And when I did go, I went with my, my uncle, so I didn't even pay. And oh God. and but I, I didn't, you know, I was just I was just sitting there. And I was just I got, a, so I got I got a massage, but like a back massage. <laughs> like uh, um, I I was so uncomfortable. I didn't I don't like it. I don't know. I just but I'm not I'm not talking. You know, I'm not trying to degrade people that are in that industry or strippers or people that go to strip clubs. Just for me personally, I I'm mean, just not I feel a big like, fan of it. I just that's just me. I feel like I. I feel like um, when I get, you know, when I get more of a following and when I get bigger, there's going to be people that could hear this and then say things like about me. You know what I mean? Well, well, here's the thing. I mean, like, what do you mean by that? Talk things about. I mean, I could just I mean, like, I, I I was a stripper. So like back in my golden days, like I was, I was in Atlantic city and, uh, New York and Philadelphia. And, uh, yeah, I, I was in that industry. Can and you, can you talk about like some of the money that you kind of made or, or not? Nah? Yeah. I I'm mean, just, I've, I'm just curious. I've, I've left with like the most amount that I've ever left with was at, it was at Atlantic city and you know, these high rollers came in and I probably left with like eight grand in, in just one night, in like one night. in, in one night. Um, and, and yeah, yeah. yeah and, and that's nothing know. compared to what some people, you know, like famous, yeah. famous, you know, people. Right. That go exactly. I never like. wanted to be, I never wanted to be like too much 
into that. And then I guess just because of like what my lifestyle came into and the friends that I was around, um, you know, I, I don't know if, if you're from New Jersey and you ever been to uh, Atlantic City, then you know what Delilah's is. <laughs> that's that's the strip club in Atlantic City. The one of the biggest ones out there, uh, except for the you know the ones that are in the casinos and shit like that. But yeah. th- there's yeah, I mean it's just it, it really is gross. Like it's it's horrible for some for, you know some some people that some you know some owners of of the strip clubs. Oh, it's very be yeah. really. I've heard yeah. I've heard stories. Yeah. I'm not and I'm not like that naive to know you know. Sh- the shit that must go on and i definitely want to touch uh, touch on a subject about that but um one thing i do want to say is um shit i just lost my train of thought so i'll just go back to what i was going to say so like you know talking about that and i want to hear your opinion and this this is just my personal opinion and this is also coming from somebody and i'm not just you know saying this you know to make myself look like cool or good like i I've honestly never paid for sex in my life. I've never done that. Yeah. I've never done that. And, and I know a lot of guys <laughs> that have. And, I, and that, I'm not looking down on, those, on, on anyone that has paid for sex. But here's what I'm, what I'm trying to get to. I believe that, and, and this is, it'll, it gets a little tricky because then you have to figure out how to regulate it. But I believe that, you know, um, escorts, it should be decriminalized. And if, if an adult wants to, if, so, if, if an adult wants to pay for services and there's two adults that are consensual, that are, that are consenting, you know, I, for I, me personally, I don't think that that's a big issue. I mean, because we see with porn, I mean, the only difference is that there's like fucking camera. <laughs> but but here's yeah, the thing I of mean, course with yeah. that you know you have all the you know you know i mean with the how it is now with prostitution you have human trafficking and you have you know people that are like you know holding women and people like kind of like hostage and that's not that's obviously sick and fucking not okay right but like but if they want to do <laughs> it that's that's a different story yeah you know what I mean? and, I, and i figure i we would people would need to figure out how to go about that. But. No, but the scary thing is, okay, so let me, let me tell you, like, like, okay, so there's women that will have, they'll, they'll have a, you know, be an escort or whatever. And then there's straight up like prostitution. Exactly. That's what and, I was going to say. Right. And, and there's, there's, there's difference. There's a big difference, but sometimes the escorts will still have, you Pimps, know, some yeah. type of pimp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. And, and that, that's the problem. But yeah. And then these women, they'll go from, from, you know, being, being trafficked. Right. And then when they try to get a normal job, uh, they, they will just be like, this is not worth it because they know. Or they'll get blackmailed the or some shit. No, not, no, no, no. I'm saying those. Oh, just when, the difference in my, money oh, like uh, that. Yeah. yeah. yeah I get, once I get you see saying. money like yeah. that and, it's just it's 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 hard to go back for some women and i and it's it's i watch a lot online about human trafficking and oh it's a I, real thing it's a real thing that I, not only goes on in america but it goes on throughout the world and it's it's even really bad in in a lot of parts of this world unfortunately and it's really fucking sick and and sad 
And I really feel yeah. bad for anyone that's been a victim of that because that's not okay. Uh, that's fucking just sick. Like, I, I just, me personally, I just, I can't. Another thing, I really can't comprehend that fact that someone w- would use people and their bodies to make a profit. Like, that's fucking sick. I mean, it's been going on forever. It's of just, course. It's just, it's, it's just never going to, hopefully, you know, one day it will end, but I, I just don't see it, you know? Like, well, I feel like if there can... was some sort of legalization and it was, like, kind of regulated, and I, and I don't know how that would work, but, uh, you know... I don't. I don't know. It was just a thought. A thought of mine because I feel like you know it, well, it, might, it, it might decrease the black market because that 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 now there's a market for escorts that's regulated and legalized. So it might affect the the you know the black market where you know that you know human trafficking and, and, and pimps and all that shit will have to it will decrease. But then you can have the you can have the debate. Well, if there's a if it's legalized and there's a black market, probably the black market is cheaper. You know, just like how we see with kind of like marijuana. You know, marijuana is legalized in a lot of states, but you know, just like in in, in Boston and Massachusetts. But you know, the the black market is so much cheaper than mm-hmm. than the dispensaries. I mean, you go you go to you know at least in Boston for an ounce, and it's not you know not even the best shit, and you're paying almost four hundred bucks for an ounce. I mean, yeah, you can get. I mean, crazy. you can get. You can get two ounces, uh, you know, or more, a little bit more, you know, off the street. So, I mean, and, and yes, the bud might, you know, not, it's not gonna, might not be the same, or it actually might even be fucking better. Like so, like, it, there's always gonna be yeah. that problem with, you know, when things get legalized and then there's still a black market. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's so it's so hard to talk about. I mean, women's bodies in America right now are, are being put through the ringer because like, if you think about like the, the abortion laws and, and all that stuff, like in, in Alabama, they I are... personally, I don't mean to cut you off, but I personally feel like, honestly, I, me personally, I feel like no man should have, a, you know, a say in what a woman wants to do with her body. Like, that's right. just my opinion. Like, who like who, who am I or who are they to say that, no, you can't get an abortion? Now, me personally, would I like to see someone get an abortion that's like, you know, once, it, once it's like, you know, you know, there's been like months into the term? I mean, I, me personally, as an empath, I don't I, I don't like to see that because it, it's, you know, you're, 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 you know, essentially killing, you know you're killing, you're, you know, killing some, some, you know, someone, but, you know, who am I to say that you can't, you know, do that or what you can do with your body? Uh, That, that's, you know, you don't know what that person went through. You don't, you don't, you don't know if they got raped or if it was some type of fucking crazy fucking nasty incest or like, you never know the circumstances also. So like, who, 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 who are you to say, you can't get an abortion. I know. I know. I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this from some people, and that's fine. You. You know. You, you might be like very religious, and, and obviously are against it. And you know, like, and I, I. I. get that. If that's your point of view, I mean, you're, you're totally entitled to your point of view and uh, your opinion. You know, we live in America, um, but my personal opinion is, I, you know, 
if a woman wants to do whatever she wants to do with her body, do it. Whatever anybody wants to do with their body, do it. Like, who am I? Who am I to say you can't do that? That's that's stupid. And then for you know for people to go out of their way to to like make things like legal, like to make to make it um, illegal and you know all that shit. Like, bro, you have nothing better to do with your fucking time. Like, you you got that much free time. Were you about to do a rally for anti-abortion? I mean, like, I, I respect, I, I guess I respect, like, your, your dedication, but I, it, I don't know. I just, me personally, who am I to say that, oh, no, you can't do that? It, it just it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I mean, I, 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 just, I just feel like, um, I don't know. Like, so say a woman is being forced to have an abortion because, you know, she's, you know, living in her parents' house and they don't have, they don't have, you know, they, they don't have the facilities to take care of a child. The mother would, you know, say she doesn't know who the dad is or it was a bad situation or she was in active addiction and, you know, thought, thought for a little while that she was going to keep it. Didn't, didn't realize what it would ha- what would happen if she did. And then after that is in like, you know, a whole drug addiction, it would be better for the child not to have had to have been born into that because you never know if she would have wanted to give her up for adoption, him or her up for adoption. And it, it would, it's just, a, you can't even judge it. You, yeah, even if yeah, it was, I got mixed feelings, I got mixed feelings about that, but at, yeah, you can't judge it. And like at the end, at the end of the day, who, who am I and who, who is a, a guy in, in, in Congress or the government to say, uh, or a woman to say that you can't do that or do this with your body. Uh, you know, and not only that, but like insurances sometimes, like you got to think about like how the world is with like insurances, like say somebody, you know, is waiting for like insurance to go through and it doesn't go through and you can't be seen and, you know, or you can't, or you can't get there. Like, it's just, it's just so many different situations. Like, that's why it, it shouldn't be regulated like that. Like in Alabama, they are criminalizing if you take an abortion pill the same way that it would be if you were yes if if you take that listen yeah if you take that you get charged with uh child like a child endangerment type thing like the same thing alabama passed a law to where if if you are like cooking meth or whatever you get uh and there's a child present then you can get charged with, uh, you know, child endangerment and having a substance around a child that's being inhaled by the child. And now they're using that same law and extending it to uh, justify that the abortion pill is the same thing as putting a illegal substance in your or chemical substance uh, around your child. So that's what they will get charged with if they take a plan B pill. That is like, fucking crazy. I, I did not know that, to be honest. Yeah. And, and, it, it, you know, this is not something to be proud of, but I, I've had to make like a couple trips to CVS and that's not a, that's not a fun experience. Oh God. It's not a fun experience. It's also, um, you know, it adds, it's a very expensive uh, experience as well. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like 60 bucks. Yeah. Like, shit. But you know, the cost of diapers, man. I know. And then for how all those years, just think about it. I know. Oh man. It, it's funny. I'm, I'm, uh, 
talking about the cost of things, inflation. That's something that should be talked about. Yeah, I mean, uh, we can talk about it to an extent because I, I don't want. I'm, I'm I'm not that well diverse and educated on everything about inflation. But I mean, I do know that I can say for a fact that you know even just the minimum wage aspect of just cost of living and inflation is ridiculous because even if you look back until the 60s if everything were to increase by the proper inflation rate you know over the years minimum wage would be well over $18 an hour all over and and there's states that it's like what like 6 or 7 dollars an hour I mean, there was at one point I think there were there were some states that was like five seventy five or some shit. I mean, I remember you know uh, coming back from Florida, and even in Boston. I mean, I, when I was eighteen, my first the first job I had when I was in Boston, uh, Lambert's Lambert's in Norwood. Shout out to shout out to them, uh, even though the dude's kind of an asshole, but they made pretty good food. Um, but uh, I don't know why I'm plugging them because they're not even paying me. But whatever. Oh uh, God, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's some, here's some free promo. <laughs> no free um, But yeah, um, I my I think I, my I was making eight eight dollars an hour or eight fifty in 2012. And then I remember like I had a job for like like three hours at Cracker Barrel in Florida until I quit um, <laughs> on my first day. Oh, I just God. walked out. But uh, I think that job was really I think that was like six, uh, five bucks an hour. I don't, I don't even know. When I was a server in Florida, obviously the minimum the serving minimum wage was like two something. Yeah. And, and then you know after your tips and everything that just goes to taxes, so you're just getting an empty check. Um, yeah, that's that's why when when uh when somebody said something about you know uh, if you if you depend on tips you should get a different job like are you that jaded that you don't realize that waitresses and and servers and you know that industry really get paid with their tips like if you're like people are just yeah, so and, jaded. and I want to make this clear because I, you know I with a little bit of that backlash that I got on TikTok. Um, you know, I, I, I forgot to mention something while we were talking about that. And, and this is a fact that it, it is true, though, that in a lot of countries, that's not a thing because actually the restaurant owners actually pay them a good salary. Um, so they, they actually don't have to get tips. Um, but if you are in America, if you are in America... Oh, I didn't and, realize and, that. Yeah, so if you... if Especially, I mean, obviously, you know... The, you, there's tipping in different countries, but I'm just talking strictly about America. And this is coming from someone that was a server for almost seven years of my life on and off that, you know, if you cannot afford to leave a 20% tip, if you have good or good or great service, then you need to take your broke ass to a McDonald's drive through or a Burger King or a Wendy's or maybe, maybe even a Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is good. But you should not be going out to eat and leaving a fucking 10% tip, a 5% tip. Like, it, 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 I mean, I get it's one thing if it was like horrible, horrible, horrible experience and horrible, horrible, horrible service. And But even at that point, I would still not, I would not be that big of an asshole. That's just me personally, you know, 
as being someone that has been a server. So I know what it's like because you never know. That could be like like a really bad day for them. It could be so busy that they have like eight tables. People don't even understand how stressful it can it is when you have, a, you know, once you start getting a couple tables and especially if you, if you get like double sat or triple sat, which if you really do, if you don't know what that means, basically like, you know, three tables of yours get sat at the same time, which can be very hard if you already have a table or one table and you get like double sat or triple sat. It's very, it's not an easy task. You try doing that for a day. I, sw- I swear, I, I tell everybody that, that, that are bad tippers when it comes to going out to eating restaurants, like you try serving for a day or a week and I guarantee you, you will have a whole new perspective on serving and the respect that you ha- have for servers and how you tip. You try doing that because when I talk to, you know, if you talk to, for, for the most part, you know, obviously servers are good tippers, but the people that are usually not that good of a tipper have never been a server. So they don't know what it's like and how hard it is. They, they you know, there's so many people that think it's easy and yes, at times it can be easy, but it's not just as simple as like taking an order and like it gets, it, it can be very complex, especially when you have tables that, you know, are, are like asking for ridiculous stuff. And then like, like there's so many, that's a, I, mean, I can go on a whole rant for the fucking hours about this, but basic bottom line, you know, honestly, and I'm not just saying this to like make you feel bad, but you should not be going out to eat and, if you can't leave a proper tip, honestly. And, and, and for me personally, I always try and leave a little, you know, the tw- like minimum 20%, I, you know, sometimes 25, 30%, you know, um, obviously not everyone is, is able to do that. And I totally understand that, I, but I worked for every single dollar that I have. So, and, and I've been a server. So that's just something that I personally do, especially if, if it's really good service, I will give a really good tip. I mean, I've, I've given, I'm not even going to say it, but I've give I've given really good tips before. And that's just me personally, you know, even just my barber, you know, like I just, uh, you know, I just make sure that, you know, that they're good, um, you know, because they, you know, they take care of me. I take care of them, you know, and I don't know. I just feel like people need to have a better understanding. And if you can't afford to leave a good tip, then just, you know, go to the drive through, go, to, go buy some groceries, like don't. Don't don't be an asshole. That's all I gotta say. Yep, exactly. I I agree with that 100. percent You know, I I had a I had a very weird experience as a waitress, and like the last waitress job that I worked and I will ever work because I will never be a waitress again. Um, I spilled hot soup all over my arm because um, a guy grabbed my apron. And was like, check please. And I have like a whole thing of of hot soups and salads, you know, taken out to the table. What an and asshole! Yeah, yeah. He he grabbed my apron. I don't know if he was trying to get like the checkbook or or you know what I mean, like the, where where you give them, you know, whatever the check. And like that's where I have my tips. So like he pulls that thing out, all my money flies out. I drop the thing all over my arm, I, and uh, the the owner was like. 
um, okay, here, here's some, here's some cream. Go back, go back out. I said, no, I, I quit. Fuck this, fuck this job. And I, and I quit because I, I can't take that shit. It's, it's not right. Because the owner was like saying that it was, it was okay that the dude did that. He was like, no, no, it's okay. Like to, to the dude, like apologizing to him after what happened to me. It just doesn't make any sense. The industry is messed up. People and- don't, people don't even know like how crazy like the industry the restaurant industry is like behind the scenes i mean obviously this not this doesn't happen at every single restaurant but i mean the amount of people that will you know are fucking each other and the amount of like you know drugs that goes on i mean just from my you know my experiences i can say and i know this happens you know you know all all everywhere but um you know i i had an owner who you know, I'm not going to say his name or where, but I had this own, this restaurant owner <laughs> where I worked for. And, um, <laughs> this dude, I shouldn't be laughing cause it's not a funny thing, but like this, this dude was, um, an addict and, but it was like, like he was like, he, he, he was like doing like, uh, obviously Coke, but he was like doing like, he was like doing fentanyl and he was doing like, uh, opioids and like he's like trying to manage a restaurant and like you know his father like basically gave him the restaurant and like every like every day I would witness him just basically like ruining like first of all like like it's crazy okay you just got handed a restaurant like you would think okay let me like get my shit together and like that's that's try and like do something here but this dude like failed his own business and like and like it was so crazy. I, I, mean, I can't talk about every experience uh, that I've witnessed, but like, I, I'll never forget one time this dude was upset because, I don't know, th- this training server did something wrong, but it wasn't really a big deal. It was really like so small. And this dude like flipped the fuck out. He, and there was people like eating and shit. So he came out of like the back, you know, kitchen into like, you know, the dining area and he grabbed like a cappuccino type machine and he threw that shit across the restaurant while oh while God. people were eating i'm like what? oh wait, wait, shit what? i'm like oh fuck no yeah it was, wait, it was, that, was wild that's in boston? um that was in boston? it was in the boston area Oh my God, that's so funny. I mean, it's not funny. It sucks that they had to work in that type of environment, but that's like a movie scene. Like, you know, put that in your autobiography. <laughs> I'll say it was in Needham, Massachusetts. That's all I'll say. Oh God. <laughs> Everyone's going to be looking it up. No, that's just like entitlement. Well, like, if they probably live in Needham, I'm, they probably know who I'm talking about. I'm, oh no, but I don't know if... If I was just handed stuff like that, like I was never really handed much in my life, like from my from my parents or anything neither, like neither that. Have like, I. And people I was th- never. Oh, go ahead. My my siblings were, but you know, I I was never handed anything, and that's I think that's what made me so humble. Mm-hmm. Like I think I'm humble. I I, I know I, I know I am because I. I do look at everything and I I try to look at every side of a situation and I don't think that I'm better than anybody, but neither do I. Yeah. People that are people that are handed uh, businesses or handed money or stuff like that. And then they, they don't appreciate it. There's a whole, there's there's shows on it. And that's that's something I want to talk about really quickly. I don't want to get too much into it uh, because we got to take a commercial break, but 
you know, one thing I want to say is, you know, we, you know, when we were talking about the mental health awareness episode that we, the first one we did in, in Florida, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, I talked about how I'm going to be the first real millionaire in my family. And, you know, I know like once I get, I blow up and things get bigger, you know, um, you know, my other side of my family, you know, that, that'll get a little exposed and, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not close with that. My, my father's side of the family, I, I don't, I don't have anything to do with them. Um, never even really have my entire life. Um, and I've talked about that openly. Um, but you know, long story short, you know, my father's dad, and I'll say this one more time, you know, is, uh, was, you know, he passed away. So my grandfather, so my, my other grandfathers, so my dad's dad, you know, came here from, you know, Italy with nothing in, you know, you know, I think they had li- li- literally like maybe like a hundred dollars to his name and obviously, you know, worked his ass off, you know, and this is probably where I get my entrepreneur business, you know, type mindset from in my DNA, I guess, but, you know, worked his ass off, grinded and ended up, you know, starting multiple companies and he started, you know, one of the first, uh, trolley companies, uh, trolley tour companies and, and, in, in the country and especially in obviously in Boston. Um, and, um, it was a very successful trolley company and he made a, you know, a substantial amount of money, uh, from selling it. Um, and I was never, um, you know, and I never asked anything from that side of the family ever in my life. Even growing up as a kid, I would never ask them for like presents, but, and you know, they, they wouldn't even give me birthday cards. And the, 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 these were like multi, multi millionaires. I mean, like he sold one business for like over 10. So, uh, yeah. And, and, but he, I mean, he, he worked That's for crazy. it. He, he deserved, he, you know, he worked, he, he, he literally started from the bottom and, and, and built something. But, you know, essentially, you know, probably my father would have gotten that business, the other business, the other trolley company um, handed to him if, you know, my father wasn't, didn't, you know, become a drug addict and, you know, obviously mental health, you know, had, had a big factor in it, but it probably would have went to him, which would essentially probably would have went to me, but that's a whole nother story. But I mean, um, I, I, I wouldn't even want, wanted it because me personally, I, I want to be able to say that I did this by myself. I did this on my own. Like I, I used my money and I did this, I, like, me personally. And I'm not, like, trying to shit on people, I guess, that they get things handed to them. I mean, like, yes, obviously that's an advantage. But, like, me personally, with my story, I I, I, it's the, I want that rags to riches story. And that's what it is. I mean, did I grow up, like, dirt, dirt, dirt poor? No. But was my, was, that like, we weren't rich and we weren't, I, I I, beer, I guess middle class, if, if you want to even call it that, really not even, but I, I didn't have luxuries growing up, you know, like, I, like, I, I, I really didn't, yeah, I mean, like even, yeah, I really didn't, you know, I, I, I didn't have to worry about, like, not having a meal, which, you know, unfortunately that, you know, there are so many people that are in a predicament and situation. And that's so heartbreaking and sad that, that there's people that are starving, um, you know, 
in America and just all over the world. But I never had, you know, my mother and, and grandparents always made sure that I at least had a, a roof and food and, sh you know, shit. So I'm always thankful for that and grateful for that. But, you know, I didn't grow up, you know, having like a crazy life. So like, and I obviously talk openly about just, you know, how I grew up. So, you know, just things weren't like that. So um, I, I, I will be the first millionaire, real millionaire, like self-made millionaire in my family. And I guess you know, my, my grandfather was, but I'm not, that's, I'm not connected to that side of the family. I'm not, I don't talk to them. You know, I'm not there. They're, um, yeah. It's such a hard situation because like, I think we, I talked about before that uh, I definitely won't be the first millionaire, but my dad, um, you know, he had a lot of money because he got a business from his dad. And that's um, how it goes. Right. So then my dad, it's the same fucking story, JT. We literally have the same story. It's so weird. Like, okay, so my dad was handed a business from, from his dad, but then my dad turned into unfortunately a drug addict. I, I still love my dad and I'm, you know, it, he made mistakes, but it, you know, I'm past that. You know, I just want to say that if he listens uh, anyway. But so, um, yeah, so he, he was in the business and then he turned into a drug addict. He ran the business successfully, but it was a money pit because he was spending a lot of money that he shouldn't have. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we had good money until like, you know, I don't know if I don't know what, you know, what his, what his net worth would have been or what my grandfather's was. But I know it's I know it's, you know really high up there definitely a million but he lost it all um he lost it all um, what? after after his father passed away uh what what was his drug choice or oh he 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 blew the million on on drugs it's not just i mean it was just bad business lifestyle. decisions oh, okay, okay. bad I, business I, decisions I bad you know yeah. um letting just it's just a bunch of stupidity, honestly, because yeah. he it could have been like so that could have been my business, just like you said, like that could have uh, fucking Hotel Pittman in New Jersey. That's what he owned. And you can look it up. It was demolished. Pittman, uh, Pittman, New Jersey kicked my dad out of that place, which is why he had to sell. He was really kicked out of there because it turned into like a druggy motel and it wasn't supposed to be that way. It could have been a beautiful bed, bed and breakfast in Pittman, but my dad was too much of an idiot. He let all these druggies in and ruined the place. And so that was the downfall. And there was prostitution going on there. There was dr mad drug dealers. My dad, you know, was, he, he was he was very you know influent in the in the drug industry uh, same, and, same here i mean like yeah i, I obviously can't go into in too much detail uh I, my father doesn't is not do, he, he's you know clean now um yeah well, so he says well but, thank god um yeah that's a whole nother story but um and obviously i'm just talking about from my experiences but um yeah um Obviously, I, I see, I I see, and I've saw my whole life from first, you know, not firsthand experience, I guess, you know how because it didn't go to my father, so it went to his brother, which you know, if you live in Boston or even live in you know Massachusetts, been to Salem, even at, they have a, they have a location in Florida, if you, you know, City View Charlie's is a very you know successful company, and, and that's the Thomas family. Um, but yeah. 
that I, I, I that's another reason why I kind of want to change my last name also um, leg- oh, legally legally as well just because you know I don't talk about I've never talked about this openly on the podcast but you know you know I've said before you know how my mother's dad my 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 grandfather um, you know he's like the dad that I never had so you know I, I feel like it, it's only right that I carry on that name because it's only up to me and a few other people to have kids to keep that that last name and oh wait it, Ford is their last name well their their last name is Denardi oh I thought you meant like because you wanted to change it to Ford oh I, oh the acting name oh the stage name yeah well, that, oh, well, that, 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 stage that would that would be I'm different sorry. that would be different from my 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 legal name right, but right, right I, I've yeah. I'm definitely you know, I, I, over the years, and you know, it, but it's a whole process. You got to go to, you got to go to court. And then you got to like, you got to cheat all, change all your different cards and get a new license, and then all that. It's like, ah, damn! Like I got to go through all that shit. It's like, but yeah. Well, when you're big enough, you can just have somebody yeah, do it no, for you. Exactly. So that's that's, that's what I know? thought about. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought, you know, it's only right that I, I do that to, carry, you know, carry on the, the legacy and the tradition. But it's funny, another story that I never told, and I'll say this before we go to commercial break, you know, um, you know, so my, you know, my family, you know, their last name is Denardi, which is really Italian, but his parents, you know, came here from Italy. And um, when they, you know, obviously came here you, you know had to like write on paper like your name and all your you know your date of birth and all that shit and for some reason or some for, i don't know how it happened you know um their la- their their last name was Denardo but for some reason they s- thought it was Denardi so it went from Denardo to Denardi even though that it was really i guess technically my last name their la- my parents last name is really Denardo, but there was like a typo or some shit and that is so crazy that's I know. The, so so your whole your whole identity changed because an idiot that had a typo mm-hmm. like it, well i don't know my mother's maiden name is is a uh, voucher but what it, it's french so what it really is is bouget and they actually changed the spelling when they came over from France to America, like America did that, changed the spelling from Bouget, like it would be like B O U C H E with the thing over the E, but now it's Boucher, just like just American as shit, ugly, Jeez. like no no culture to it, just Boucher. But no, I, I, that's that's so crazy how they just take people's identity away from them and just is like all right no that's it can't do anything about it now hey, like, you're fucked <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna take a little break we'll be back you're listening to on air with jt yes sir welcome back to on air with jt again thank you so much for listening or watching if you are a business owner a brand a company and you are interested in advertising on this podcast you can email me at on air with jt at gmail.com <clears throat> excuse me once again on air with jt at gmail.com um, and of course you can listen or we can watch the podcast on YouTube, 
uh, just type in On Air with JT. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Just go to onairwithjt.com. And of course, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Justin Thomas Insta, uh, On Air with JT, Facebook, Justin Thomas, Twitter, On Air with JT, YouTube, On Air with JT, uh, Snapchat, Justin Thomas, SC, TikTok, Justin Thomas, TikTok. But all of that is just accessible and all the links and platforms are there at onairwithjt.com. Uh, Maddie, where can people follow you? You can follow me on uh, Facebook at Madeline Haley Marquez, M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y-M-A-R-Q-E-Z. And on Instagram, it's Madeline with two N's, so M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-N underscore Haley, H-A-L-E-Y. And TikTok is Lazy Eye, and YouTube is Lazy Eye 16. Cool. Definitely go follow her. Um, and what we're going to um, have a a website with all of her social media platforms and stuff accessible. So it'll be easier just for you to go check out her content as well. So that's in the works as well. And like I talked about, we have the mental health awareness show that's going to be airing very soon. That's going to be a weekly show and we're eventually going to get, uh, you know, we'll have some guests on the show, whether they're like maybe therapists or authors or psychiatrists or doctors, neuroscientists, whatever it might be, um, to have even better conversations with, you know, uh, people in that field as well. Um, even though I feel like I'm in that field because I've been, you know, been around it for, you know, 25 years of my life. So, um, uh, yeah, I kind of have like a, I have a Phoenix degree in like psychology, <laughs> but, uh, no. Nah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> That's hilarious. That a joke, but, uh, bad. Uh, I, I, sometimes I come up with like good jokes, but it's like really rare. I, like I wish I was a I wish I was a good comedian, I, and it, it's very hard. Like some people again, it's just like the singing thing. Like I wish I had that gift to be just naturally like, and I, I I'm funny at times, but like to be like really funny, like like that's a, that that's something like you're kind of either born with or, or you just you have something in you where you can come up with good material and i always appreciate like a good comic i love like going to comedy shows and everything and um yeah it's cool and i love interviewing you know comics and we're gonna have a lot more comics on this show i've been talking to a lot so up and coming comics especially so um i'm really excited about that um one thing i do want to touch you know you know before we went to commercial break i was talking you know long story short about just how i'm not associated with like my other side of my family that you know uh, have money and everything and you know one of the things that I, I saw growing up and even see to this day how it affected you know their children on you know how everything was kind of given to them and I'm not going to go into all details you know but you know I just know when I make it you know self-made when I become a self-made you know millionaire multimillionaire and eventually billionaire um I, i'm i'm gonna like yes i'm gonna give my kids a, a nice life because i don't i want to give them the life i didn't have of course but i'm not gonna just hand everything to them like they gotta work for it like I, and like i'll de even when i'm like super fucking famous and like and can like we're to the point and 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 have enough wealth to the point where my kids 
kids, 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 kids don't even have to work if they didn't want to, they're still going to be working. Like, at a normal job, like, especially when they're, like, a teenager. Like, I don't even care, like, if, like, people are going to recognize you. You're going to work, even if it's just for a little bit, you need that experience. Like, so, like, when I see, like, celebrities and, and when they're kids, like, they, they, they never had to work, like, a job, like, it, 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 it affects them because, it, I mean, so many different factors, but, like, that's one example of just not knowing just, like, real work and, 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 and I, I, they, my kids have to experience that. And I don't care how rich I am. They have to experience that. Like, in you know, of course, I'm not going to buy them, a, you know, a $3,000 car, you know, as the, for their first car. But, you know, uh, when, when I'm, you know, extremely famous and rich, but I'm not going to buy them a fucking, you know, Ferrari, you know, um, but I, and, and they're going to have to work for it. And they're, you know, that, that's that I'm never going to hand things to my kids. I'll make sure that they have a, you know, you know, and, and I, they they have a good life and everything because you know I'm I'm building this empire and I have been you know well over a decade now and you know of course I want to you know leave a legacy and 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 be able to make sure that my kids you know are good and their kids are good and you know the generations you know above uh, you know after that but I, I want to instill a good work ethic on, on my kids because I know how easy it's, it is going to, uh, for them to, um, not understand if they don't, you know, aren't pushed into that, that, you know, bubble or s- situation, um, because of just the lifestyle that, I, that I'm going to have to live. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how, like, my daughter's spoiled as hell, and, um, because... No, I'll definitely not... spoil my kids, but, like, I, I, I'm not gonna be, like, I, I wanna make, I wanna also make sure that they, they can appreciate, once they get older, the value of a dollar, a dollar, like, oh, yeah, that's of course. the thing. Because that, you, you, that... you hear celebrities, they, they, like, 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 I thought eggs were, you know, like, uh, like like one dollar or something like like people are that that's how delusional some of these like mm-hmm. famous celebrities are like they because obviously they, they don't go you know to grocery stores they have their assistant or their runner mm-hmm. basically go do and all, all those simple you know you know errands and things for them and uh, i'm not shitting on them for doing that because like i'm gonna have to do that because you just if you're, if you're extremely busy, you know, in the entertainment industry, whether when it gets to the point when I'm just doing acting, you know, and eventually, you know, obviously I'm not going to just do acting. Of course, I would love to, you know, I'm obviously going to have some sort of show as well, whether it's like this podcast. I I don't really have any interest on you know being on like TV as a TV uh, host. I mean. A late night talk show gig, I guess, would be cool, but that's—I mean, that's not—I have no really, uh, really no interest in that. And and nowadays it, it's so corny. I mean, I because I, I don't I I don't have cable at my house by choice. I just don't watch that shit. And when, so obviously when I was with my grandparents, you know, I was watching this late night talk show host, and, and they're all they're all so corny. Like and and like <laughs> I gotta just say, like I swear to God. 
like Jimmy Fallon must hold the the Guinness World Records f- book f- uh, of fake laughing. Like oh, he's yeah. like, bro, like, and he's actually a decent actor. Like I loved him in Fever Pitch because that was an awesome Boston, you know. Right, you know, movie, especially about the Red Sox winning the World Series in two thousand. I can't even talk about Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, he. I, I, that's a whole nother discussion. I know, like I, no, 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 I love him. Oh like, yeah, that's but why yeah, I, but no, like, he, like I love him he, so that much. That fake laugh even, annoys the shit out of me. I just think that he's, he's trying to be like, too likable because yeah, they like, all ha- they all have to be. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's what that's, I'm saying that, like, because because they're all pressured by. Uh, I, yep. I'm not gonna go. I can't go into it all the way, but like obviously. Things are controlled by the media and, and and are biased and and they have to you know make jokes about certain things and if they don't and then you know they lose viewer viewers but if they like are are you gonna do that if you get bit like not if but like when you get big that's what I was just thinking like I don't I couldn't see you being you know that type of interviewer that would ask questions that you know is going to make somebody uncomfortable that they don't want to talk about like i don't know if i would want to do that like i, I don't know yeah i, I mean know honestly make- i mean when it comes to i mean it, it'll get to a point where you know my acting career is way bigger than the podcast so right so I, that's i'm still, I'm still gonna thing. obviously right, do the right. podcast that's still i always will because because you know i just enjoy doing it and i've been doing it for so long so you know um but i'm always gonna have the same i'm always gonna be the same person you know I, obviously as i get older i'll have more knowledge and wisdom and 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 understanding on the world you know as i as we all get older so i'll be more intellect you know i'll be be able to have a you know more uh knowledge and insight on a specific topic than i do at the moment you know on certain things but i'm always gonna have i'm always gonna ask like you know i'm always gonna be me i'm never gonna like sell out like and I, i know that that's the thing when it comes to like you know hollywood and and like people talk about like you know you're gonna have to sell out if you want to really become like a really big star and you know you know all the stories you hear and all that shit and I guess I'll just have to find you know you find out for myself but like I'm never gonna sell out like I'm I'm just never gonna go do something that's against my personal beliefs or morals or you know whatever it might be regardless of you know even if they offered me like a hundred million dollars like I'm not, I, if it's not under the right circumstances and it's it's like you know you know I'm not doing that like I'm not I don't care if you, you offer me a billion dollars I'm not doing I'm not signing some crazy shit um that can you know control me and everything and, and that's the thing with like Hollywood and in and, and the entertainment industry is when you sign in musicians as well um and bands and artists you know when they sign these contracts you know, you un- you have to understand. You have to understand that a lot of people don't get this. That they're they're basically they can use your. They basically can own you, and they they use your your image, your likeness, your brand, and they can profit off that. Even you know years after you know you're, you're done working th- with them because you didn't read the fine print and understand that they have the intellectual property, the IP. So people don't understand that you always want to have your intellectual property. You always want to have that. If you don't have that, then, you know, 
it's basically like you know they you know for every you know 10 plus million that the record label makes you know they're giving the musician like a mill and like if that and you know once that million gets to the musician well first of all let's talk about taxes so that's that's four hundred thousand dollars out the window so now you're at six hundred thousand now you have to pay your manager and your agent which both get between five to ten percent then if you have a road manager they get a cut then you have a whole staff or team or your entourage or whatever your friends and your family so now you have six hundred thousand you have to let's say the agents now you're down to like you know, let's say 520, 510. So then now you, you know, you give 100,000 to your, 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 your family. All right, now you're down to 400. You, you know, you drop 100,000 on between getting, you know, a, a car and some clothes. All right, you're at 300,000. Now you barely have enough money to even get a fucking, you know, small house in the South. Like, so people don't even understand that a million dollars for a musician when they sign that deal is not, when it gets breaking down when it gets cut cut down to the core you know i mean yes it's three hundred thousand dollars four hundred thousand dollars a lot of money of course but it, you know they people don't understand how much it gets cut down to and i'm being conservative with the numbers you know probably you i'm know, still fucked up about the numbers that you said with the taxes oh yeah, why four hundred four hundred thousand on on a million so you're only getting six hundred thousand that's that's fact. And that's where people, yeah, and when, that's what, why so many people fuck up when they get that first million because they're like, oh shit, I got a million dollars. Especially if it, if it's like you know, uh, a straight up million dollar check that, that it's not you know taxed yet. They're like, oh shit, I got a million dollars. And then and Shaq made that mistake. You know, he, he when he first got that million dollars, and he talks about that openly. You just look it up on YouTube. You know, you know he went and. Uh, you know, obviously did, did all this shit and he bought his dad a Mercedes uh, S-Class and then brought it back to the, the, the house and his mom was like, where's mine? So he was like, he went back to the Mercedes dealership, bought another one and did all this crazy shit and then got a call from his accountant being like, bro, you're, you owe the bank like 80000 <laughs> so like dude went over a million plus 80,000 in debt like or some it was some wow. crazy shit so like you know uh, and, and, and a lot of people make this mistake so you know I, I I try and educate myself and I'm trying to educate others as I gain more knowledge in that kind of field and whatever because I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm a financial guru or expert because I'm not but I've learned over the years you know some stuff when it comes to financials and money and a lot of people don't understand that's a, a basic thing, such a basic thi basic thing like that is that that million dollars that you're getting is really get it's cut down to 600k right there. So, and then, and then especially if you're in the entertainment industry, you have agents and managers. You know that gets slashed down at another hundred plus thousand dollars. And then if you have assistants, and then you have a, a, a you know whatever it might be. You know people don't people don't really don't get it. Um, so you always want to make sure that you have your IP and, and I always recommend to artists that are listening, um, singers or rappers, bands, you know, also just being in the music industry myself for so long and managing artists and bands over the years and, you know, seeing uh, some success and just from what I've seen and just from my knowledge of the music industry and also just being like a music nerd, you know, I recommend never signing a deal, uh, a major record label deal 
uh, unless, you know, the deal is ridiculous because, I mean, it's always good because you're signing away your masters. And, 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 and that's the thing. And we see this all the time. I mean, a good example is, you know, Taylor Swift realized she fucked up. So she went and re- had to re-record all of her fucking music and then resell it. And then she still never even get the money that she, like, basically lost. But, like, there's, I mean, every, there's, there's so many examples. I mean, thousands of, of people. But, like, that's why, you know, you see all these, you know, artists and bands and rappers that are trying to buy back their masters from the record labels because if they own the masters that means that they're getting all of the money you know from the music whether it's you know from streams sales being in um you know a placement where it's in like a tv show or commercial or or some kind of you know or movie or whatever it might be so when you own your masters you're getting a hundred percent of that revenue so you're getting all the royalties you know it's not getting you're not getting fucked over but i mean of course you know it it, it, you know if, if you know you get offered a 10 million dollar deal for like a two album or three album deal or some crazy deal and that might be a different story but i always recommend for if you're a talented artist you know don't sign that deal and and i know it's tempting and i like especially if you come from nothing and, and and you know if someone offered me fucking you know three million you know today to do a deal it, you know i'd be like damn like like I, I'm, I'm gonna take that but like you really got to think about it. like like now nah, but you can make that three million you know that they gave you for for a five album five album you know four year deal you can you would have made that three million you know in in a month of touring on a successful tour you know a year or two years into the, you know you having that that success and notoriety in the music industry so right so long term uh, yeah exactly and like i talked about um when i was in florida when i did the the show the show in uh uh in my my uh in my grandparents bathroom because it was the quietest place in the in the house um it was so uncomfortable um but yeah um i talked about how you know we're going to start seeing a lot more artists uh selling their music catalog uh, and I, I said it, I said, we're going to see it, sign- it grow. I can't even talk. I said specifically that artists and bands and singers are going to sell their masters and their, their entire catalog, you know, within the next five to 10 years. And it's going to you know, significantly increase. And, you know, I said that, you know, two, three weeks ago, and now Dr. Dre's, you know, you know, about to sell his entire music catalog to two, to two different companies for well over two hundred million dollars. And um, like I, like I said, just a couple of weeks ago, like we're going to start seeing that. And here we are. I mean, this is just the start. I'm telling you guys, we're going to start seeing this. And um, yeah, uh, that, that's one thing we're, we're definitely going to start seeing. Um, one thing I got to say is, you know, are we sure that Paris Jackson is Michael Jackson's daughter? Because what? Because Paris Jackson Paris Jackson looks good. She 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 looks pretty good. Uh, in, my, in my opinion, she looks pretty good. Um, so it's, so it's, what are you saying? I don't I don't see I don't see what you're saying. <laughs> what I'm saying what I'm saying is, h- how did he produce such a good looking female? Are you kidding me? No, I'm just I can't kidding. even. No, he, no, he, I he can't. Was a, he, I, he was a good. Look, he was a good looking dude when he was younger. But yeah, um, 
yeah, yeah. I, and I'm never, I'm never, I, I, I like to, you know, I want to say this, like, I feel like men should be more like, like as a straight white male, like I'm never afraid or feel weird to say like, oh yeah, that dude, that, that dude's a good looking dude. Or like, that's a cool dude. Like, I feel like some, so many guys are like afraid to say that. And I feel like you shouldn't be like, I, cause I mean, women do that all the time. I Michael mean, Jackson was a, a beautiful, beautiful oh, human being. Oh, of course. And, oh, and, of course and, he was a beautiful so, human being. And he was and extremely so he, talented. He was very, very, very sick. And his dad gave him, I think, gave him that idea that it was better to to look white and no um, he had he had this he had a, a skin dis, uh skin uh disorder i can't think of the uh it's on the tip of my tongue. well i mean the the stuff with the nose like, oh yeah you know, i mean i mean that, that just comes that comes with that, that comes with the like the body dysmorphic disorder like we talked about yesterday i mean that i, mean, I think it has a lot to do with race i can't even i can't agree with you on this one I, it's probably I can't. it's probably a mix of things <laughs> it's probably a mix of things i mean i mean i, I don't know I, I wasn't there and you, you, you might oh, be no, right of course you might of course. be right yeah i mean i definitely feel it yeah i mean there was a lot of toxicity on on the father you know having all the kids you know be so successful and that's uh, kind of like a case of you know a parent didn't make it in themselves so now they have to live vicariously through their children which is not a good thing like yes it's it's good to like see your you know your, your kids success and, and all that but you don't want to like like have live vicariously through them per se uh, especially in something that you failed at and that you have to be like, you're, you're making them do it. It's not like it's like you're giving them a choice, but the fact that you're putting them in a position where they have to do this, that's where it's a, it becomes an issue. Hello? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh I was man. like, where you go? I'm sorry. I had some background noise. I had to put uh, it on mute. Technical difficulties, I guess, on mine. But um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, like you said, we we weren't there, so we don't we don't know. Yeah. You know, we don't really know exactly what happened. And, and uh, with the allegations yeah. and everything, and we we I I don't know. I I mean, because there's so many conflicting stories. I I we don't know. I I, I can't say. And I we should we just should let let the man you know rest in peace. I was just making a joke, but like about Paris Jackson but like oh yeah, man but like uh yeah I he mean, does she is very beautiful though she is very beautiful yeah Paris Jackson but, she's um, a very pretty girl it's um it must be weird for the for them to be like like my father was Michael Jackson the king of like music king of pop like that must that must be a weird thing about about her I mean well, she's a I, she's a musician herself I I know I I don't think that I ever really listen to her music actually i probably should yeah but um yeah so i guess uh, there's a few things we'll talk about before we uh end today's show you know i i talked about uh you know i'll just say it one more time you know i'm not i'm not on here to really defend andrew tate but with everything that's coming out again you know whether you agree with him or disagree with him you know we can't deny the fact that you know He's not he's not an idiot and and he's very well calculated and strategic with his marketing ploys and knows, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. 
So if he is guilty of these charges, then that is the stupidest shit ever. That was the dumbest move, first of all. And like you deserve, you know, to face all the consequences. But I just I don't know if we are getting the full truth right now on what's going on. And I and yes, he is misogynistic and sexist at times, and that's not okay. But he does and has said some stuff that I mean we can't say that that's not true. So I mean let's all be honest here. I mean you know again I'm not here to defend him because if he is guilty of the things he's saying then that that's totally not okay and that's fucking sick. Yeah, we're just talking about human trafficking, so I, I'm not here to defend him. But I just feel like you know, it's just crazy. Everyone's just like celebrating, but we don't even know what the full truth. We don't even know what happened. We have no evidence yet. So like, I guess we'll wait and see. I mean, if he's guilty, I hope like he, he goes to prison. But like, again, I just don't think we're getting the full truth um, and, and everything like that. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, we talked about the Dr. Dre deal. Um, I, I guess, you know, one thing I want to say is, you know, uh, and this is, uh, uh, this is very true, you know, rich, you know, uh, it was a quote that I read and essentially, you know, rich people buy luxuries last while middle class and poor people buy luxuries first. And that is so fucking true. And, you know, I've been, you know, I'm not rich yet, but, but I'm not poor. But I, I've, I, you know, when I was poor, you know, I would buy stupid shit. And I'm so guilty of that. And it, it's so true. And even to this day, you know, we see, you know, people buying, you know, that Gucci bag or that, you know, Balenciaga, well, maybe, not, maybe not Balenciaga right now, but that, you know, Louis Vuitton bag or that, you know, that that three series BMW or C-Class Mercedes or whatever, you know, just, you know, because they, they want to fit in with society and let everyone know that, hey, you know, I got, I got a little, I got a little money coming in here. Like, you're not making the right decisions. Like you, like you need, if you can afford that, then that's, that's a different story. But there's so many people and I'm so, and I'm guilty of this too. I bought a fucking infinity G 37 XS when I did not have the money to buy it. It was one of the stupidest decisions that I've ever made. And obviously I feel like everyone should go through something like that because they, you know, need to experience a lesson like that, you know, and you know, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm guilty of that. So I can say like people need to have a better understanding instead of buying, you know, those designer clothes or, you know, that, that entry level luxury car. How about you, you know, max out, are, are you maxing out your Roth IRA? Are, are you putting money towards index funds, S and P 500, you know, mutual funds, real estate, or like, what are you doing? If, if you're working a job, are, are you maxing out the fullest potential of your, your 401k? Like, what, like, what are you doing? Like people don't have their, their, um, priorities and, 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 and things like aligned because they want to try and look cool and fit in. And it's like ridiculous because you're just fucking yourself because when you get to that age, when, when, when now you have to, you know, you're about to retire and you, you know, or you think you're about to retire and then you, you look at your, your bank account and all your investments and all your, your overall net worth and assets. And you're like, fuck, I don't think I can retire. 
You don't want to have that. So I, I, I highly suggest that everybody, you know, start investing, you know, especially in a Roth IRA. I mean, you can max out if you're under like, I believe, 65 or something. Um, I believe it's like 5,500 or 6, 000, almost 6,000. Um, I, I just put in 5,500. But like, um, basically, you know, if you start at, at such a young age with uh, the inflation and interest, you know, every year, you know, essentially... I'm not getting the numbers down to a T, but to essentially like you over like a 30, 40 year, 50 year span, you know, you could invest like, you know, let's say $300,000 of your money. But over the years, that actually was becomes a little bit well over a million dollars. And with a Roth IRA, you're already paying taxes on it. So when you when it gets to that million dollars, when you take it out, it's, ar- it's already been taxed, so you're not going to get taxed again compared to like a regular traditional IRA, and that's just something that I know. And I'm again, I'm not a f- you know a f- I'm not a an accountant. I'm not a financial guru. I'm not here to act like or say you know that I am. But you know, I highly suggest putting money in a Roth IRA. Um, one thing I do want to talk about is, you know, just the whole acting thing. You know, I, it, it, I came across this thing, and, and it's so true. Um, and it's Jason Alexander who played George on Seinfeld. And, and he was talking about, you know, just how, you know, it's very hard, obviously making an industry in it, which I obviously know that I'm not naive. Um, you know, you have to be uh, some type of crazy to, to go into, you know, to Hollywood, to LA to, you know, become an actor because you know, the odds are stacked against you, but you still do it anyways, because you, you love it. Um, but it, it, he said something like you, you know, some, it, it's to the point where now you kind of have to, you know, you can't just sit around and wait for that gig. You have to go and so, sometimes create your own thing. And that's what, you know, like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck had to do because they were getting, re, you know, they, they were getting some roles while they were younger when they, when they were growing up in Boston together, but they weren't they they lost uh, uh, a role that would have you know really brought them to stardom so essentially Matt Damon and Ben Affleck but Matt Damon was like fuck this I'm I'm about to write a movie so they wrote so they wrote Goodwill Hunting eventually they sold it to Miramax with Harvey Weinstein but that's a whole different story um, and obviously they got Robin Williams and won, won you know an Oscar and all this and it was obviously it's a great one of my favorite movies um and but yeah like sometimes you have to take it into your own hands and 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 and, and create something yourself i mean we we seen that with Sylvester Stallone he wasn't making it as an actor so he was like fuck this i'm about to write a movie so he wrote rocky in 3 days and he was so poor he had to sell his dog for like $300 i believe in like 76 77 and and then obviously once he sold the script for Rocky or got got the money, he had to buy back his dog for three thousand dollars in like nineteen in nineteen seventy six, which would probably equate to like I don't know fifteen twenty grand probably now maybe even a little bit more. Um, oh but I would have done. I mean, I don't, I don't blame him for doing that. But I like, would have yeah, done the same thing yeah, if I had it. it you know? Yeah, but um, it's just crazy. Like it just made me start to think like. Because I'm not doubting myself in that I'm going to get, you know, um, become a very successful actor. But now I'm starting to think, well, actually, <clears throat> I think I might come up with, I might try writing a screenplay. I might I might try writing a movie. And 
and see how that goes. So, you know, I, I, I'm I'm gonna this year with everything else going on, I'm gonna start writing a movie. And and am I saying that it's gonna be, you know, something special? I don't know. Uh, no, I I don't know. I, I guess we'll just have to wait and find out. But I at least want to give that a try and see how, how it comes out. So I, I'm. You know, I just wanted to say that, like, I, I'm. I want to see if you know I can, if I can get to the that end goal destination of mine quicker by going that route compared to basically having to do the acting, small roles, and getting all these little things for a, a long time until you get that big breakthrough. I mean, I don't mind waiting. I, you know, like I said before, I don't care if it takes me twenty years. You know, I'll I'll get it. It's not going to take me twenty years, but but that's that's how motivated and, and that's how bad I want it. Like I'll, I'll I'll if it if it took that long, then it is what it is. Like that's how much I love acting, and 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 I'm not going, um, I, I'm not going into acting. Um, I never wanted to be an actor because like, oh, you know, famous and rich. Like, I guess that's cool. Yeah, I guess. But like, I'm I'm going into it because I actually like it. I actually love it. Like, and again, like I've never done theater. I've never done, I've never been to an acting class in my life. I've never done any of that shit. Never did plays. So um, it, it's really cool. And then just to see my progression over the years. So and and now I'm getting uh, p- professional headshots soon. Um, and so I'll be able to send those out to different acting agencies. And I'm really excited about that. Uh, I've been submitting uh, auditions for for small roles um, recently. But the past like couple of days, I've been really busy with the podcast. So I haven't had that much time. But uh, I'm going to definitely knock out a lot this week. Um, but yeah, I mean, the grind is real. I mean, <clears throat> when I tell people, uh, and I'm sure a lot of people are like, yeah, this, yeah, this dude's not going to make it. Like, that, I mean, <clears throat> it, the odds are so, are so stacked against you and are so high where it's, t- you know, that's what people just think. And, but you have to be like a, a different kind of person and crazy to be able to be like, yeah, the odds of me making it are ridiculous, but I'm going to still go after it and I'm going to still make it. Like you really you really got to right. be you got to be like you got to be different. And it's because it just takes one person that sees you that's connected in some way to make it happen. You yeah, know, it, it could take a thousand no's and a, a thousand exactly. rejections and that's totally fine. That's fine. Okay. Game on. And if that's if that's <laughs> what like somebody wants to do, I think both of both you and I have the same, you know, goal set, but not the same not for like the same industry exactly, but you know, if you if I keep going, I I know that I'll I'll be successful, you know, one day. And even if I'm not, I'm doing what I want to do and, and love to do. You know what I mean? It's, exactly. it's still worth it. Exactly. And I, and I know I'm going to make it. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm like self-doubting myself. I'm just, you know, I'm pointing out the obvious that it, it takes time to make it as a very successful actor. If you look up any successful actor on Wikipedia or, or IMBD and you study their filmography, you know, all their credits and their, and their history of 
what they've been in, and you really look at the years and then the the small the small roles and their their credits. You know, it really you know for most actors, you know, yes, there are lucky ones that it only takes them maybe like a couple of years of getting a couple small roles, or maybe not even like maybe they get a really crazy break. You know, like you know, and, and that happens, but. For the, for the most part, for most successful actors, you know, it takes them, you know, five to ten years of getting those small roles until they get, you know, that breakthrough role, that big part, that lead or that co-star appearance in a movie or a TV show where everything kind of changes for, the, for them. So I understand that it's going to take, you know, some time Um especially me being 28, I'll be 29 crazy in less than a month, you know, February 8th. And um, uh, I know that, you know, I'm getting into it later on in my life compared to some people. And, and that's totally okay because, you know, people have this, you know, people are so accustomed to like, oh, you got to do this by this age and you got to have a family by this age and, you know, all, and have kids. And <clears throat> you can't put an age to things like you just, you just can't. Everyone has their own journey and everyone has their own path. And there's so many successful actors that didn't even get their breakthrough role until they were in their 30s, 40s, 50s. Like, you know, so, and I have no, like, doubt. And I know what I'm capable of doing. And, and I know I'm not a great actor, but I know that I can get there. And I know with the dedication and the perseverance that I have as a person and just my overall work ethic on top of my potential of my acting skills and what I can do now, I know I can make it because I, I, I see actors that are in the industry with smaller, you know, success and credits and roles that I'm confidently better than. And again, that I'm not. It's not. A, a, not shitting on them. Again, it's how the system is set up and designed. But I know my time will come. I'm not worried about that. Uh, by the, by the very least, I, I know that's that. I, that's going to come, and it's going to come sooner than I think. Um, but it it will take it will take time, and that's okay because that's part of the journey. And. and and as this podcast gr grows and evolves, you know, basically you guys will be able to, you know, listen now and look back and, and hear the progress and hear the journey and hear the, the progression. And, and that'll be really cool. And shout out to Jeremy Allen White. You know, he won a Golden Globe uh, for, for beer. And it's crazy to see his progress because I remember just watching him on season one of Shameless. And, and now to see him, you know, win a Golden Globe is, is really cool. So shout out to uh, Jeremy Allen White. Oh, my he's God. Really he is cool. my favorite. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's, a really, my favorite. he's a really good actor. You actually like I remind me of him a little I bit. I knew you were like, gonna I say feel that like, because his like, like his his demeanor, his demeanor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the, he's just and, and plus like his character is is uh, such a genius. I, you I know what I, I mean? I could have played. I I I I obviously I'm not gonna sound like an idiot here. I. I you know, he would have been, he's obviously a better lip than me, but I could have been an okay, <laughs> I, I could have been, a, he obviously, you know, killed the role, but I, oh I, I could have been an okay lip. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. But that could have been a good role for me, but like, obviously he, I, he did it justice, but you know, I feel I like always that. said, I always said, uh, you know, I, I, I don't really, you know, really like 
I don't date white guys, but if I, him, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. He's just, women love him. I, I, yeah. I, I, read, like, I read the comments. I'm like, like, I mean, he's like, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, it's a little shocking, but uh, I always share his stuff. I, I, I love him so much. It's like for a long time. He's a great Shane actor. Is so awesome. And it's, it's weird because he, he's in this show called the bear, which is also based in, it's based in Chicago. So his two biggest TV shows were filmed in, in well, parts of it were filmed and, and based overall in, in Chicago, which is a little weird. Um, is that is that where you said that's where he's from? And he's not from. I don't think he's from Chicago, but th- like Shameless, no. Shameless was the, the, it was based in you right know, in Chicago, right. and so was the Bear, um, Bear. So that's, that, that's crazy. crazy to see, um, honestly. Um, again, um, you know, before we wrap it up, a few things I want to talk about, um, you know, one thing is just looking back, is just crazy? You know, I talk about how, you know, starting the podcast, you know, 13 years ago, just really ahead of my time. And, you know, yesterday we were talking about on the show about essentially I was looking back and, you know, when I was like, you know, seven years old, I, I recall me and my friend Danny, even Hebrew, who we, we had like a karaoke machine with, you know, like a, a tape cassette and we would like record a talk show. And I remember vividly taking that tape that day and we had to drive like my uh, other, un- my other uncle um, on my mother's side to like an airport or something. And I, we put in the, the tape in the, in the, in the car and we listened to it. And this was like uh, seven. So this had to be like, 2001 maybe i was eight so maybe might have been 2002 but like either way this was way before you know podcasting was even 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 the first podcast was started um but yet i didn't upload it to the internet or anything but like it's crazy to look back and 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 see that and like um be like damn like i i really like discovered this and, and figured out that i liked doing this like 20 plus years ago like, it's crazy to think about. And, that, and like, I also talked about just, like, me being an entrepreneur and, and a businessman. Like, uh, we t- I talked about on yesterday's show. Like, I just really recall, you know, I, when I was, I forget, was I, was I, like, nine or ten years old? Um, I, I basically transformed my bedroom into uh, a sports card shop. <laughs> Which you know, I, I I was obsessed with collecting like baseball, basketball cards, and, and hockey cards, football cards. So like, I transformed it into like a store and set it set up like you know all the cards in order, and I had like a fake like cash register, thinking like people would like randomly come inside you know me and my mom's apartment to buy sports cards from like a, a fucking nine ten year old. But it's crazy to think about just like you know you look back and you're like damn like I. I I was kind of always this way. I always was kind of, you know, um, just that, that, that entrepreneurship that, that in me, it's always been in me. And and I I, I guess I, you know, I get, I get that in my DNA from my family, I guess, you know, especially from my, you know, my grandfather on my father's side, um, clearly. Um, but yeah, um, I, I just, I just can't wait to honestly just be, the, the first real millionaire on, on, you know, my mother's side and my, and my, my family that I consider my family. And 
and um, you know be able to have that accomplishment and uh, and also to break you know generational uh, curses you know uh, that that's something that I, I'm 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 definitely gonna break um, so I'm you know I, I I strive my I pride myself on on just trying to get better every day and be more self-aware and just be able to um, try and become a better version of myself every day. And that's not always an easy thing to do, but um, if you put in enough time and work and um, energy into it, then, you know, anything is possible. And, and that's just that's just a fact. Um, I think a few things I just want to say, you know, obviously, I just got to say, you know, as a white person, white people, step your cooking game up. I mean, bro, do you know what Goya is? Seasoning? <laughs> do, 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 do you understand what Goya is? Stop it. Goya. Oh, my God. As a white person, bro. No, oh, they my don't. God. Like, they do not. Uh, they do, I mean, yes, there are some white people. Th- there are some white people that are very good cooks. But, oh, right. my God, that shit is so fucking bland. And, fu- like, gee, like, oh, my God. Uh, like, uh, my- my sister i thank god that like the friends that i have you know they're, they're you know parents are good cooks when i go over to, over to their house because and no wonder why i don't have that many white friends like geez like nah i'm just kidding so but like it's oh it's, cra- it's crazy like uh, they don't know what seasoning is i mean some people do i know you know you know how to cook but yeah i know how to cook but i'm also you know part mexican but my family was uh my mom was raised by Italian foster parents. So she learned how to cook all the like Italian food. Like I'm not Italian, but I could cook like, you know, Italian food and then American food and any, any, any type of food. But my sister, on the other hand, she used to cook like the most basic white person. Like you could ask David, it would, it used to be like, just really bland. Like, like, let's say like her Alfredo, right? Before mm. David, uh, I had, you know, somebody, one of my, one of my exes come and have dinner at my family's house. And she made like Alfredo from scratch, but it was like one of the first times she ever made it. And that was like, you know, seven years ago. And uh, ever since then, she's gotten a lot, a lot better. You know, David will still look at me sometimes and be like, what the fuck is this? But, you know, it's it, it just, I don't know. I don't know how she didn't know how to cook because I could cook like a motherfucker. And my brother, Dave, is literally a chef. Like, yeah, my, crazy. My, my, my dad, I, my dad it, is a good cook. And his his mother was a was a really good cook. Like, she really knew how to she was really know how to make good food but um yeah it's crazy we had to growing up like after after i after my dad lost his lost his uh hotel i had to fend for myself like i literally had to like do everything for myself even at a younger age than than at when he lost the hotel but it it was like i really just didn't have anything else to do you know just sitting at home and cooking is really really all i fucking did all the time you know even even like you know with david that's it's so fun for me i really really love to cook and uh i mean not to you know promote myself but if i if you go on my you know instagram or facebook you can see a lot of cooking videos i do cooking videos and i try new recipes too so yeah hell yeah 
Hell you. <laughs> You've I, never I, had any I was, hit, I was hitting the vape when I said that. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's why I sounded all like, oh, you. Uh, it was like <laughs> like, choking right. on, I was choking on the fucking uh, vape. Like you <laughs> randomly took shrooms and they're kicking you now. <laughs> like, <laughs> Boom. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, I know you still, I still have not tried your cooking. That That is correct. Oh, God. Well, one day, one oh, day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one thing I got to say is, you know, did I talk about the whole JLo and, and Ben Affleck thing, the commercial? Oh, God. Uh, I don't think I did. So I'm sure you, if, you know, you're watching or listening, you've seen on social media, you know, Ben Affleck and, and, and JLo, Jennifer Lopez, where the, it's funny how like the different articles say, you know, that are not like local, they, they say like Boston area. They're, they were in Medford, Massachusetts, where I actually lived for a little bit over a year and ironically enough they filmed the super the dunkin donuts super bowl commercial at the dunkin donuts that i would go to every morning um oh, of wow. course and but there was like there was no open casting call so i didn't know that this was obviously happening so it was very disclosed so um until you know everything was you know arrived and they were on set and everything and you know people started realizing oh shit like uh, the fuck people driving the drive-thru and like Ben Affleck's handing you a coffee and your food like what the that's fuck that's so is going crazy on? Like, I, I, I want to do some shit like that when I make it as an actor like to come back <laughs> to Boston and do and do something like that that would be really cool um but yeah it, it also you know I, I I talk about you know a lot about like predictions with musicians that that are gonna have breakout years and artists that I predicted that have become very successful and it's just crazy you know out of the three artists that I you know predicted last year um, <clears throat> that we're gonna have a breakout year the last three artists the three artists that I predicted last year that will have a breakout year in 2023 you know two out of three of them already are on two of the major uh, music festivals in the country already for this year and it's i'm really happy to see that and another thing is i you know i still haven't been able to interview any of them but i've been in contact with uh one of them and he i'm not going to say his name right now um but you know if you look back and you'll see you know there's three people that i predicted and uh there's there's dury there's ty verdez and there's cassius clay and um, all three very talented artists, and, and Derry is a very talented band. And, um, you know, one of them, you know, the person that I was, ta you know, uh, communicating with, you know, is so humble. And, and, and it's so cool to see that because, you know, I've been plugging and promoting his music for over a year. And he's going to he's going to be a fucking star like a mega star like we're gonna hear his rate his music on the radio this year and he's gonna win multiple grammys and he was so down to earth and long story short um you know he's going on tour and has a, a project in the works so we're gonna have the interview hopefully in a couple of months um but so i'm really excited about that uh, that'll be so surreal because i've been li literally you know saying and trying to sh show the world and people his music and be like yo this is like the next dude and for him to be so humble and because obviously you know if i know that then he knows that so the fact that he you know took the time out to reach back and you know so humble and down to earth you know i'm forever grateful you know um 
and I, it's, I just can't wait to see the these mu- musicians and artists start to blow up and so we can look back and be like damn he, he really fucking you know he said it and he did it um but yeah um shit um I guess there's a few things I'll say before we end today's show. You know, I got to say, you know, I think the biggest one-hit wonder of the last 20 years is Daniel Powder, Bad Day. You had a bad day. Mm-mm. You know that song? Of course. Of course That's the song. biggest fucking one-hit wonder of the last 20 years. If you really think about it and look back, that was a massive song. I mean, it was 20 Huh? That was 20 years ago? I think it was like 2005, I think it came out. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's fucking uh, wild. But, like, insane. I'm not shitting on the guy because, I mean, he's, he's, he's laughing all the way to the bank collecting those royalty checks and residuals from, from, from his music. So, uh, you know, and, and it, like, it, it's so hard. You know, we, you know, we shit on these artists that have these one-hit wonders, but, like, people don't understand how hard it is to get to, first of all, get a hit and then to you know once you make it then to maintain that success and that could be just in music or acting or whatever because once you when it, yes it's hard to make it but it's even harder to sustain that success and that longevity it's so hard to do that that's why we see just people get their 15 minutes and that's it they're out the spotlight so to be able to make it and then sustain that that's a whole nother story. And, um, you know, that will definitely be a challenge for, for anyone, especially for me going into acting. Um, but yeah, that, that, that it's crazy. People don't understand, you know, you know, you think making it is hard. Try, try keeping that success and that relevance and, and that longevity. That, that's, that's a whole nother fucking story. Um, and of course, you know, I just got to say, you know, I always say this, you know, never give up on your goals or your dreams. You know, you never know how close you are to that to that finish line. You never know how close you never know. Like you could literally be, you know, a a day away or one phone call away from you achieving that goal or dream and and you just gave up. So you never know how close you are. And, you know, again, you know, like Kevin Hart said, you know, one of the hardest things to do is to, you know, give it your all, go in 100% every day and not see any, you know, results, you know, at least in front of your eyes at the end of the at the end of the day, but still be like, okay, I gave it my all, nothing happened, but I'm gonna go and do it again the next day, but I'm gonna even go harder. And, and again, that is so true, like what Kevin Hart said, because it, it is the truth. It, and that, that's what separates the great ones and the good ones from the, the un, from the bad ones, from the successful ones to the unsuccessful ones, is the perseverance, is being persistent, you know. And, and that's what, and it, not everyone has, it, has that in their blood, unfortunately. But, you know, maybe they do, but we just, are, they don't want to, they're too lazy, but that's a whole nother story. But basically I'm just trying to say that if whatever goal or dream aspiration that you have in life, no matter what your age is, what your, you know, religion, what, what, what you identify as, what your sexual orientation is, what your sex is, whatever it is, where you came from, whatever it is, 
never give up on your goals or your dreams, you know, no matter what, no, no matter what, never give up on your goals and dreams. Just don't, don't. And, you know, you got to put in that time. You got to put in that work ethic. You know, you got to put in those six, you know, it, at least for me speaking, you know, you got to put in those 16, 18 hour work days, seven days a week, if you really want to see results and you want to see, you know, things really, you know, change, especially if you want to outwork your competition. Because if they're putting in only eight hours and you're putting in double that or triple that, you know, um, obviously you can do triple that really every day, but like, you know, if you're at least, you know, putting double that energy and time and effort, you know, you're going to reach those goals and, you know, those check marks off those, li off that list, you know, at a much quicker pace than the person that's putting in eight hours a day. So try and always go and give it your, give it your all, but, you know, give, you know, go, go beast mode on those motherfuckers. Like you gotta, you gotta go all in. If you're not going in all in, then you're just wasting your time and you're delaying the process of that end goal and that's, you know, success. Um, yeah, um, I, I think that's uh, that's that's it. Um, yeah, you can, of course, if you're a business owner, a brand, a company, and you're interested in advertising or, or you know, being a sponsor on this podcast or on my social media, you can email me at onairwithjt at gmail.com. That's onairwithjt at gmail.com. Um, and of course, you can watch the podcast, YouTube, On Air With JT. You can listen to the podcast at on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Just go to onairwithjt.com. My Instagram is Justin Thomas Insta and all of my other social media handles. Everything is basically accessible uh, right at onairwithjt.com. Maddie, where can people follow you? You can follow me on Facebook at Madeline Haley Marquez, M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y, M-A-R-Q-U-E-Z. And on Instagram, you can follow me at Madeline, M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-N, underscore Haley, H-A-L-E-Y. On TikTok, it's Lazy Eye. And on YouTube, it's Lazy Eye 16. Okay. You can follow me and watch out for all the reels that I have coming up. And, you know, maybe I'm going to put out some music soon. I, not maybe, definitely. I'm going to be in the studio. So, yeah, watch out for what's coming this 2023 season. Hell yeah. Definitely go give her a follow, <laughs> guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great day the motherfucking JT way. Yes, sir. <laughs> If you are a business owner, brand, company, or anyone selling a product and you want to advertise on this podcast, email the show directly at onairwithjt at gmail.com. We are offering extremely low rates for a limited time. Once again, email the show at onairwithjt at gmail.com. Listen to On Air with JT on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Go to onairwithjt.com. You are listening to On Air with JT. Listen to On Air with JT on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Go to onairwithjt.com. If you are a business owner, brand, company, or anyone selling a product and you want to advertise on this podcast, email the show directly at onairwithjt at gmail.com. We are offering extremely low rates for a limited time. Once again, email the show at onairwithjt at gmail.com. 
Listen to On Air with JT on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Go to onairwithjt.com. You are listening to On Air with JT. Listen to On Air with JT on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Go to onairwithjt.com. If you are a business owner, brand, company, or anyone selling a product and you want to advertise on this podcast, email the show directly at onairwithjt at gmail.com. We are offering extremely low rates for a limited time. Once again, email the show at onairwithjt at gmail.com.